Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to this episode of Making Shifts Happen with Dr. Stephanie Stanfield. Are you searching for answers beyond diet and exercise? Join us as Dr. Steph shares insightful tips you can use to feel better right now and valuable information about your health that you may not know. It's all served up with a healthy dose of smiles and laughter along the way. Now, here's Dr. Steph. Hello and welcome to the, oh my gosh, 79th episode of Making Shifts Happen, where we're going to inspire, inform, and motivate you to succeed with creating your optimal healing and improve your health and wellness. For those of you joining us live here on Blog Talk Radio, it's great to have you with us. If you're joining us through a podcast on your smartphone, tablet, computer, or Wi-Fi radio, a very special welcome to you as well. These podcasts are designed to bring you leading-edge information about a variety of health topics. My team and I are dedicated to bringing this important information to you so that you can start living an increasingly purposeful life. We're here every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Mountain Time, so plan on joining us each and every week. Today, I would like to introduce you to my guest, Claudia Braun, of claudia-braun.com. Claudia's passion is supporting women to heal their relationships with eating and their bodies while inspiring them to live a full life filled with happiness, peace, and joy. She especially works with women who are frustrated with trying to lose weight and sick of their crazy relationship with eating, finding out, no matter what they do, that they end up in the same place or even worse than when we started. So before I uh, greet Claudia, I'd like to open today with a couple of quotes that I found and share them with Claudia briefly before the show. We both seem to like them, so let's get the show off to a good start. It says, whatever your problem is, your answer is not in the fridge. And then on another light note, talking about more emotional heating, and I'm sure Claudia will work with us on that as well. It says, someone should open an ice cream shop with flavors like don't be sad and you deserve better. So I'd like to welcome our guest today, Claudia. Claudia, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, Stephanie. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. How are you? I'm doing very well. Um, I know that you are a health coach that specializes in weight loss and stress eating and things like that. But I'd like to know uh, how is what you do different than a weight loss coach? Maybe even talk to us a little bit about what a, what a coach is and what they do. Sure. Thanks um, for the question. I So a little bit different for me is that a lot of times when somebody is thinking about they want to lose weight, they're really focused on the diet aspect, and they're really focused on I have to lose a certain amount of weight, or they're focused on the the calories or what the specific food is. And what I do, particularly as a coach, which is different than really a nutritionist who might say, eat this, don't eat that, 
as a coach, I really work with my clients around helping them strategize to make lifestyle changes and really change up so that they can make good choices that aren't just about weight and diet, but really are looking at the bigger picture of all that's going on because we're so affected. The people that I work with are so affected emotionally about how they eat and what they eat. And so we really strategize about what is going on that's affecting you to not make good choices, not be able to do what you know you want to do but can't do. <laughs> You're yeah, the answer isn't in the fridge, right? <laughs> it is not, but it can seem like it is. <laughs> yeah, maybe if I just eat this, I'll feel better or in the past, Ice cream has made me feel better, so I'll eat a whole bunch of it because that's how bad I feel. So, yeah, I'm I'm really hearing what you're saying there. I'm glad. So what's a really effective strategy that you've used that helps you work with people to achieve the success? So in terms of strategy, probably, you know, there's a few things that we do. One is we start identifying what exactly is going on because a lot of times I'll have clients say, I eat really well and I don't know why I can't lose weight. I don't really know exactly what's going on. So initially we kind of get clear on what actually is happening. Sometimes people don't even realize how much they go to food. They don't realize how often their, their stress is affecting what they're eating and they're not noticing how often they kind of set themselves up to make bad choices. And so we together kind of explore, let's get more specific about what's really going on. And so initially it's about identifying what's happening, identifying the problem so that then we can start to strategize. And so partly it's strategizing. And then I have them do more you know, internal self-care practices. How are, you take, how are they taking care of themselves? How are they making time for themselves? Because so many times just feeling like they're trying to keep up so much with life that they're doing, you know, they're just sort of grabbing and going, and then that sets them up to feel even worse and then make even worse choices. I know that um, one of the things that I've recommended to my listeners is to make sure that you sit down to every meal and you eat mindfully and you chew your food. And the days when I have a lot packed into a day and I'm a little bit more stressed than normal, I will have to stop and think back. Did I eat breakfast? What did I have for breakfast? What, when did I have breakfast? Because when I was eating, I wasn't present. And yeah. then it takes a lot to go back and try to pull that memory out where as um, a lot of stress eating becomes invisible, just like you're saying. And the people um, don't remember that they've even had a meal, and they might have eaten a half hour earlier, but they were not present to it, so they don't remember doing it. Are you there? Did I lose? Did I lose, Claudia? Are you there? Okay, so this is live radio. I don't know if I am lost to the show or if Claudia is lost to the show. 
cell phone people cell phone things are wonderful until they're not. <laughs> At any rate, um I think Claudia was gonna get into how does how are you mm-hmm. back? Okay, her call did drop, so I'm hoping she calls back in. But we were going to get into a little bit more of how a coach helps stop people from using um, food to handle stress. And I, um, I'm i sure she has some lists of wonderful things, and it looks as if she's back. So, Claudia, I was kind of <laughs> moving on to... <laughs> I don't know what happened. This is the lovely part of technology and communication. Yes, it works until it doesn't, right? Exactly. (laughs) So I was just kind of filling in space because this is live radio. You did a great job. (laughs) So how does what you do with people, how does the coaching that you do with people um, stop them from using food to handle stress? So, you know, kind of what I know that before I was dropped, the what you were talking about is, you know, getting more mindful really is part of the practice is that, you know, when I start with people, they're pretty unconscious about what's going on. And so getting conscious makes a huge difference. And we, you know, making, getting connected to our actions helps us to start to shift things and really helping to getting more on a daily basis, more clear on what are the actions we need to take. So having more of a game plan and strategic planning really helps to put things into place in a bigger way. And as you were talking, is people sometimes use food to give them an illusion of control. So either people really mm-hmm. don't know that they're eating or what they're eating, or food becomes a main focus of the day. Like I, I'm going to have this for breakfast, and they're thinking this the night before. And then when they when they're fixing breakfast, they're already into what am I going to have for lunch and how is that going to work. And then when they're eating lunch, it's like, well, how am I going to do dinner? And am I meeting somebody? Am I eating out? Am I cooking? So their day begins to revolve around a meal, meal planning or food, which gives them a illusion of control. You actually help them get down to what's sitting underneath this intense need to live their life around meals and food. We do. I mean, we do talk about it, and you're correct. Food can create for people a feeling of control, and when so many areas of their life feel out of control, food can feel like the thing that they can control. So that is a place that for some of my clients is a place to start, is, you know, what is actually going on and what is the illusion that you're creating with that and for some people, too, is that, you know, kind of a fear of not being able to get their needs met can kind of show up in food, too. Mm. And like, I don't know if I'm going to get my needs met, so I at least get it through food. And then that, again, kind of can create this sort of hyper vigilance about where's my food going to come from. So 
what we, you know, do is try to desensitize, like take the emotional piece out of the food and have be able to make more clear decisions from a different mind, from a different mindset than the fear place, really. Well, the fear place can get really habituated, so... Uh, sometimes it's more getting into the mindset and breaking free of that and and establishing new habits than most people realize, wouldn't you say? Very much so. It's true. I mean, I had a client, we started, she was, you know, pretty much eating pizza and she was drinking four bottles of wine a week, I think it was, um, a few glasses a day, two, two three glasses a day, Um and, you know, there was just so much about, like, she just liked her world controlled. And those were, it was like from that really changing those habits, she really kind of has discovered, like, how things have kind of opened up in a very different way. She feels very different in her body. She feels different in her world. Things are starting to shift. And as she's changed habits, it's changed her thinking, too. Fascinating. Um, and I'm going to ask you a question right before we go to the commercial break and give you a minute to think about it. Um, what is, and, and this isn't in some of the questions in the show, this just came up as you were talking, so I'll give you a minute uh, during commercial to, to come back. What if people's fear of losing control is greater than the fear of the unknown of changing a habit. How do you, I mean, I know there are different levels of fear and I know that different fears come in in different ways. So can you talk to us a little bit about that right after we get back from commercial? Sure. Okay. So uh, I'd just like to remind my listeners that the audio bonus for the Calm Moms free report is no longer available. So as you listen to the commercial, maybe I can catch it early enough to cut it off. But if you do hear it, that bonus is no longer available. And we'll be right back with Claudia Braun of claudia-braun.com in just a minute. Stress is so common in our fast-paced society right now, we don't realize how much it depletes us and how much time and energy we spend just trying to get through our day. What if you knew ways to manage your stress and your energy so that you would have more energy at the end of every day? Did you know that with a little help and information on the Calm Moms free report, you can begin relieving your stress? Start feeling more peaceful right away. Get your life back on track and become more efficient with your time and time management. Relieve pain. And this is important for moms and their children. Have fewer doctor visits and suffer less from illness. You can sign up for this Calm Moms free report on www.makingshiftshappen.com forward slash calm dash moms dash free dash report. Go to Making Shifts Happen right now and register for this life-changing free report. Remember, this life-enhancing report is absolutely free. Okay, and we are back. 
And mm-hmm. Claudia Braun is our guest. Did you have a chance to understand the question that I was asking and come up with an answer for me? So, so I just want to clarify. So if, is the question, what if people's fear of losing control is bigger than their desire to change? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, so as people look at change, um, yeah. they sometimes have a fear of the unknown. So they don't want to change. They'll right. stay with the right. uncomfortable familiar. Sure. And yet they they have a fear of losing control by changing because yeah. they have the illusion of control. So what what is one of the bigger fears that you encounter that stop people from changing the way they would like to? Well, I'd say that you are correct, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's, you know, we say, people can probably say what it is they'd like in their life to change. They don't necessarily want to do what it takes for those things to change. So, you know, for people to, it ha- someone has to make the decision, I want what's on the other side more than I want to stay here. And really, that's what we talk about, you know, with my clients. My clients decide that I'm sick of, you know, I'm sick of feeling, you know, crummy. I'm tired of my clothes not fitting. I'm tired of not feeling good. I'm tired of feeling depressed. I'm tired of not moving well. I want to be around with my grandkids. You know, the list of reasons why people decide to let this go and do something different is because they want what's on the other side more. And you're right. I mean, it's a big decision for someone to give up. You know, I came into my desire to work with uh, emotional and stress eating out of my own, healing my own relationship with eating and my body. And so I know the pain and I also know the comfort in using food. And it's scary. There is no doubt to let it go when, you know, your biggest solution to problems has been going to food it's scary to let it go, and it is a feeling of free-falling. But for me and the people that I work with who have success is that free-falling is worth it, and which is why I hire a coach because it's hard to do it alone. There's no doubt. When you've had, For me, I had 16 years of doing it that way, and for some people it's longer. And when they're at a place of like, you know what, I, I give up. This is not working I don't want to go through my life like this anymore. I want to feel free. I want to feel at peace. I want to feel more confident. I want to feel the joy. I don't want to feel like I have to pretend that, you know, I'm not doing this. And, you know, I want to, I want to, live, I want to live and be able to do what I'm here to do. So that's when things, people let go, when they get that. So is it really possible to give up stress eating? Well, it is. I feel like I am proof of it. I'm totally proof of it. And I have clients, the same thing. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, like I had this really stressful time. One of my clients, um, early clients I worked with, she's like, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't believe this is the most stressful time in my life. And normally I would have gained 10 pounds. I lost weight. And, you know, I handled things pretty well. So it can, people can change and, you know, they can give it up. They can find different ways. But I believe that it is about a willingness to suspend disbelief because I think that it's pretty 
initially it's kind of like, uh, can I can I really do this differently? I mean, it's always been like this, and it's scary. I I remember when I was a kid, I really um, was a, I really loved to swim, and I, I had taken swimming lessons, and, and I was in a place where they like would like make you like throw you in the pool, and um, get really really scary, and it would scare me every time we would do it, and then they'd have to go up the high dive. And it's kind of, in a way, it's that same kind of feeling. It's like the fear, you just sort of, the overcoming the fear is better than staying stuck. And that's, just, that's kind of where it comes yeah. down to. So what do people not know about stress eating? I'd say that what people don't know is that, um, you know, it's something that is probably more common than people realize. Um, I think that it's probably one of the biggest things that is relied on as a stress manager is food. And and really, because it works. Um, carbohydrates, a mass amount of carbohydrates or sugar, um, you know, kind of acts like a drug. It, it numbs us mm-hmm. out. We don't have to feel the pressure we don't have to feel it, and it's like, oh, my God, at least for five minutes, maybe an hour, you know, can have a food coma until the next day. Um, you don't have to deal with it. And so there's reasons why. I would tell my clients, I mean, this was, you know, initially was kind of a good idea, but then it becomes maladaptive when it becomes a way of life. Couldn't agree more. So mm-hmm. what stress management tip or skill can you provide to our listeners that they can start doing right away? I know you've talked about the positive things and I heard a lot of wonderful things. I want to play with my grandchildren. I want to feel better. I want my clothes to fit and those types of things. And so if our listeners could maybe take one or two things away from our show today, what would you recommend that they do? If if they don't feel like they're at a point where they want to coach right now, what would you recommend? So one thing I would recommend is really getting clear on what you're doing. Um, and one of the things I have my clients do is start to journal about what are you eating. And, you know, there's something about writing it down. When you write down what you're eating and you write down for what you're eating for breakfast or lunch or the six snacks you had, you know, it's like pay attention and, you know, just get honest with yourself because, we tend to lie to ourselves. <laughs> we do. We really do. And it comes back again to me, to that mindful eating. And one of the things that I've learned in my studies of the human anatomy and those types of things is digestion and nourishment actually begins in the brain long mm-hmm. before you take that first bite. And your eyes take in the color of the food and your ears take in the sound when you're chewing. And you start salivating once you see colorful, flavorful, and food that smells good, food that you enjoy the sounds while you're, while you're cooking it. And all of that sets the body up to take in the nourishment that food has to offer. However, if you're using it, like you said, as a tuning out drug so that you mm-hmm. drink a lot of caffeinated beverages with sugar and eat a lot of carbs so that you just kind of zone out. 
really the 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 joy of eating gets taken out of the equation at that point, doesn't it? It's so true. I mean, um, so many times I'll hear people say they don't really want to eat healthy because they think it's not fun, it's not joyful, and I and I would disagree personally. I think it's just the opposite. When you eat, you know, processed food and chemical foods, that's not fun. I mean, that, if that's not nourishing, it doesn't really. When you really get down to it, the body doesn't really appreciate that, and it doesn't. There is no joy. It's yeah, I mean, you don't really have the taste that you have when you are eating real whole food in your body. You're able to distinguish one flavor from another and the pungency and, the, you know, the different flavors. So I'm in full agreement with you. <laughs> so we just have a couple minutes left. Doesn't that go by fast, right? It does go by fast. Wow, that was a fast half hour. And so I just have three really quick questions for you. Do you have a favorite success quote? Favorite success quote? Um, uh, well, I think it's the quote that I love, and um, I feel like it kind of creates success, is that um, by Einstein, the mind that created the problem cannot fix the problem. And I just love it because I feel like when we're in the mind of a problem and the mind of a stress eater or an emotional eater, when we're in that mind, we can't fix the problem. I agree. I agree. So you're a health coach with a focus on eating healthy, eating to reduce stress, and actually um, by plan that's healthy, you do increase your sense of control, but you have to have the mindset that allows it to be simply a part of your day instead of the focus of your day. But what mm-hmm. healing tool or skill do you use daily? Oh, okay. So, well, I use um, a couple of healing tools. Uh, I Yoga is one of them. I experience it as to be a very <clears throat> healing process. Um, and then I use something called emotional release work, and it helps to release the emotional charge that feelings can have that help us that have us make bad decisions and um, mm-hmm. I actually use this with, with my clients as well. And what do you do for fun? Mm, um, well, I I have a dog who I adore playing with and uh, we spend a lot of time outside. I live near the lake so we, we tend to go to the lake together and um, I, I also I love music. I love to listen to it and I love to um, to to play a little bit as well. And I understand in about, uh, we, just, we have less than two minutes and I've got a closing thing, but I understand that you have an offer that you'd like to give to our listeners. Would you like to talk about that just for about 20 seconds? Stephanie, thanks. I would. So for anybody who's listening who is like me, struggles with uh, stress or emotional eating, and you've tried lots of things and things are not working, my free offer for you is to have a session with me so that you can experience what it's like to have support to do things differently. It's a complimentary session, and I'd love to talk to you about creating a plan for you to experience life outside of just an emotional eating. 
That sounds wonderful. How do they find you? Where do they where do, where do they go? Sure. So you can um, give me a call at eight four seven four nine two zero two two seven, or you can go to my website at claudia-braun.com. Okay. Well, uh, I believe we're going to wrap up today's show. I'm off to play with my grandchild this weekend, and I encourage you to email in at info at makingshiftshappen.com with any questions you might have, and you might consider leaving us a review. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week, or I'll see you next week, at 2 p.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Making Shifts Happen, Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Shifts Happen with Dr. Stephanie Stanfield. To learn more or to reach out to Dr. Steph, please visit makingshiftshappen.com and join us again next time. It's our anniversary at Safeway and Albertsons, and we're celebrating. As a big thank you for being a loyal shopper, we're offering big savings. Get Pepsi products, 12-pack, 12-ounce cans, four for $9.88 when you buy four. And Lay's family-sized potato chips, 9.75 to 10.25 ounces. Or Kettle Cook potato chips, 6.5 to 9 ounces, three for $5 when you buy three. Plus, Quaker cereal, 12.5 to 14 ounces, is three for $5 when you buy three. Price is valid at Safeway with your club card. The anniversary sale, it's just better. It's our anniversary at Safeway and Albertsons, and we're celebrating. As a big thank you for being a loyal shopper, we're offering big savings. Get Pepsi products, 12-pack, 12-ounce cans, four for $9.88 when you buy four. And Lay's family-sized potato chips, 9.75 to 10.25 ounces. Or Kettle Cook potato chips, 6.5 to 9 ounces, three for $5 when you buy three. Plus, Quaker cereal, 12.5 to 14 ounces, is three for $5 when you buy three. Price is valid at Safeway with your club card. The anniversary sale, it's just better.